You're listening to the Superpower Up Podcast with your superpower experts. This is the place where we explore real-life superpowers and give you the tools to unlock your own. Hello, everyone. This is Tonya Don Reckla, your superpower expert, and I have a very special treat for you today. I'm speaking with Jacqueline Gertz today, and you'll be listening, I guess, too. She is the founder and CEO of Awakening Women. She's also the author of The Unthinkable Has Happened, A Guide for the Young Widow. I love bringing that into it because she has such a depth and a richness to the experience and um, and, and what she speaks on, and I think it's important to know that she really, truly has walked this walk and, and this path. Um, in addition to, you know, 22 plus years living in Europe and traveling the world. So when I talk about journeying in the path, like she's done that here in the physical reality, as well as, as in, um, you know, the, the more energetic fields, but she's a transformational thought coach, energy healer, uh, all kinds of, you know, looks phenomenal on paper type of person. But what you're going to hear in a second is just the, the beautiful and lovely way that she ushers in this information and this kind of movement with this solid foundation. And, and I think we can all learn a lot from her in that regard to make sure that, that, that those pieces are there, that, that we're rounding it out. It's like I, uh, Justin and Eva and I just, just went the other day and um, tried our hand at pottery, at the pottery wheel. And as, I, as I'm t- I describing Jack, I'm seeing like the initial steps of preparing the clay and making sure that it's got that real solid um, foundation to it. And I feel like that that's a that's a beautiful gift that she brings to the world and, and is going to bring into this conversation. So listen in, settle in, uh, get a nice cup of coffee or drink, whatever you whatever you want to imbibe with. And we're going to be talking about spiritual awakening through your divine frequency. Please join me in welcoming to the show, Jacqueline Gertz. Welcome, Jacqueline. Oh, thank you so much, Tanya. It is such a pleasure to be here. I'm so excited to have this conversation and see what evolves, see what comes oh, Beautiful. Well, it's beautiful to have you. Like, I really just, this, these images that are coming through for you is like, oh, wow. It's like this, this real um, fullness to you. And, and, I, and I appreciate you embodying that for the collective. So thank you. Mm, thank you. Let's do our question, of course, that we'd love to ask. What are your superpowers? <laughs> right? Everybody's got them. So my superpower is really helping others tap into their divine frequency so they can actually engage the magic of the universe that is available to all of us. Mm, that is a mouthful. And what a beautiful, <laughs> beautiful way to describe it. Say more about that. So, you know, there's so many universal laws. Everything is just energy, the, the frequencies. And, you know, we talk about all of this and we talk about the law of attraction and, and the different frequencies. So what I really do is I teach others how to actually use that, how to deliberately create circumstances, experiences, and even things that they want to have in their life. And I, and I do that by really breaking down how to use the energies, how you can tap into that frequency and align yourself with what it is you want to create so you can be a deliberate creator. So you could actually intentionally create things and circumstances. Does that make more sense? Oh, I think it made perfect sense the first time. I just loved it. I was like, ooh, well, let's talk more about this. And it's, it's so in alignment with, uh, you know, one of the things that I describe how the work that I do is really holding people accountable to their highest frequency. I mean, that, that's what mm-hmm. superpower experts exist to do. Mm-hmm. Um, our belief is, is that you don't really use your superpowers or hone them in any reliable, efficient, effective manner until 
you're truly embodying those upper frequencies or, you know, sometimes we say until you, you've committed to using them for good. And to me, it's the same conversation like that, whether we're talking about surrendering into the divine, whether we're talking about embodying the abstract frequency or really just consciously choosing to use your powers for good. To me, that's all the same process. And it, and it is kind of saying I, I choose to be part of something bigger. Yes. Yes, absolutely. And I'm getting flooded with goosebumps the whole time. Yay! <laughs> That's always truth. It's like a, she's talking truth here, so it's really, really good. Yeah. yeah, perfect. Well, and it so so you're you're you know eloquent and you're confident in your ability to to say this stuff. And I don't know about your journey, but certainly for me, that wasn't the case early on. Like I really had to step into space where I was like, "Am I saying this stuff out loud?" Like, so what was your journey with that? You know, so. Uh, I was one of those people that came in as a natural healer, and I knew this stuff. Um, you know, I was always fascinated by uh, palm reading or hand analysis or um, and angels and super, uh, you know, those those magic eight balls and, and things like that, superpowers and things like that. And it was, it. I so I came in knowing that, and I used to talk to people about it, but people would always, you know, I was always the kind of strange one. And it wasn't until um, I had a really dramatic event happen. I was widowed um, at a very young age with two small children when I was living in Germany. And that's really, that whole thing is really what put me on the path to develop my superpowers and to really be able to tap into my divine frequency, that that goddess energy, that intuition, and, and really kind of surrender to the path that was laid out before me. Um, and that's where it all kind of developed. That's where it really kind of kind of really developed with the language. And I began to read and, and I realized, oh my goodness, there are books on this subject. I had no idea. <laughs> it's like other people have words for mm-hmm. this. Let me learn that. <laughs> So that's, that's really where it started, um, where I finally got the language around it. Well, and I think sometimes we, you know, we tend to over-romanticize our origin stories. But for you, with the, I mean, have you looked back? I mean, no, I'm sure you've looked back. That's kind of a silly mm-hmm. question. But, but do, do you feel like that circumstance was a, an agreement? Do you feel like you facing that with your children and, the loss of a spouse, like, what did that feel like? I mean, and, and maybe it's evolved, you know, maybe it felt like something at one point, and then it's felt like something different. Like, what's, what was your journey with reconciling that? So it, it's interesting, because shortly, so I was 34 when I was widowed. So that's fairly young, right? And it's interesting, because shortly before that, um, and and just to kind of give you a background, we had traveled the world. We had a shipping company. And so we did a lot of international traveling and everything. And I remember there was this time I was in an elevator in Hong Kong. And I thought, huh, who am I other than Mrs. Gertz? Who am I other than Karina and Dustin's mommy? Who, who am I? And it was, you know, it was that I was really happily playing corporate wife and and partner in the business. However, it was, there was a a piece of me that was missing and I didn't know what it was. So yes, I believe this was a contract because once, you know, shortly thereafter I was, I was, you know, my bubble was burst and my world was shattered and all of a sudden I'm sitting there and like, Oh my goodness. (laughs) Now I really get to find out who I am. And it, that's where it really did mm-hmm. kind of evolve. I wouldn't, I wouldn't be where I am today had I not gone through that. I mean, every, mm-hmm. that's true for everybody, but it, it, it really was 
um, you know, seemingly tr very traumatic event, and yet it was so profound in the growth that came from that. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you speak you speak of it in the same way that I speak of um, you know a couple rape situations that I have in this lifetime, and people are always like, "Oh my gosh, like you're so matter of fact." I'm like, I mean, I wasn't always like that. You know, right. it, it was a process, but but it's in choosing to say, "What what is my part in this? Right. What did I agree to?" What is, you know, it, it's really, you know, taking that elevated stance with it and going, okay, like I can choose to look at it from all of these various perspectives and those perspectives are re real and we can sink into each one of them if we want to. It's like, I tell people like, if you're waiting for your demons to go away, like <laughs> you're waiting for a long time, like any single one of us in any given moment has the ability to sink into those frequencies. Yeah. Um, they exist. Like that's how people connect with us. That's all these things, but, but you don't have to stay there. Like you get to choose right. that it's, you know, and, and so I, th I think that that is, there, there are clues in that to me. And then there are ways for us to navigate those spaces that, um, you know, aren't real popular. You know, I had someone reach out to me the other day, you know, following some tragedy or something. And there were groups of healers that wanted to cohere to kind of provide support and everything else. And mm -hmm. they called me and said, okay, what, what, how would you guide us in this? And I said, well, I'd probably guide you not to do it because the, the challenge is, is that very, very, very few people can look into tragic situations and not do it from a place of wanting to alleviate their own suffering right. with it even if they weren't involved, you know? And so it's right. like, especially from an outside perspective, you have to be able to kind of hold that container in such a way that it's, you can sit in it, you know, wallow around. I tell people like, get in the darkness, mm -hmm. like yeah. lather yourself with it, like yeah. swim in it. Cause you're not, you're not going to escape it. Like that's yeah. not the key, you know? And so, so I'm fascinated, you know, listening to you talk, I'm like, Oh, this must be what people are talking about. <laughs> And, and you're right. It is a process. I couldn't always talk about it like that. So, so here's the thing, though. The thing that got me through all of it, because my kids were really young. They were seven mm -hmm. and ten. And, you know, I was living in Germany and, and no family and all of this. So, I mean, it, 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 the only thing that got me through was there has to be a reason. There must <laughs> be a reason. There's always a reason, right? Yeah. And, and, and that was what you know, that was for me what the stepping back was. It's like, okay, I can't see it yet, but I know it's there. It's got to be there, right? Dear God, please tell me it's yes. there. <laughs> exactly. And do you know, it took me 11 years to, to actually grieve because when, mm -hmm. living in Germany, I was like, okay, if I could just get to the mountains in California, if I could just get there and scream out the injustice of all of this and my pain and have it all absorbed by the mountains and everything, I would be fine, right? And, and mm. the interesting thing is, is that I'm, I'm actually a beach person. <laughs> I'm not a mountain person, but that was oh, where I was. Yeah, but it took, me, it took me 11 years. And um, at that time, though, I did. I moved out to California. I lived just outside the Sequoia National Forest in a teeny tiny little town. And I spent 10 months up there meditating and being in the mountains and grieving and doing my vision quest and, and all of that. So, I mean, it, it was definitely a process. It was definitely a process. And so, you know, not everybody has that opportunity to do that. Mm -hmm. yet everybody has the opportunity to know and step back on some level that there's got to be a reason. I've 
there is a reason. It will show up. Mm, You have to surrender to that. Well, and it feels like that was so purposeful because it gave you direction and inspiration to keep going. Mm -hmm. And perhaps had you let that out earlier, the messages and the beauty of it wouldn't have been there. So, I mean, so, so amazing. Well, we've been talking with Jacqueline Gertz. We're going to take a quick break. But before we do, Jacqueline, where can people go to find out more about you? Oh, yes. You can go to my website. It's simplejacquelinegertz.com. And there's always a free gift there as well. So um, definitely check out the website and uh, there's more information and a free gift. Beautiful. Mm-hmm. Perfect. Well, we'll be right back. We've been talking to Jacqueline today about spiritual awakening through your divine frequency. Stick with us because we're going to tell you how to do that when we come back. Stay tuned. Are you here to change the world? Do you talk about things like vibration, frequency, awakening, and consciousness? Are you pretty sure you have superpowers? The Superpower Net is unlike normal coaching programs and conscious communities. We provide training, intuitive guidance, peer-to-peer learning, intensive one-on-one coaching, and a high vibrational network of people just like you. When you join the Net, you get 24-7 access to a collaborative group of people who support you as you master your personal power and unlock your superpowers. If you're ready to use your superpowers to change the world, then join the Superpower Net today. Visit superpowerexperts.com slash the net to learn more. Perfect. We're back. You've been listening to the Superpower Up podcast. We're talking today with Jacqueline Gertz about spiritual awakening through your divine frequency. So Jacqueline, we had a really yummy conversation prior to the break about kind of both of us, the the journey, you know, the similarities and stuff and the richness in that. So what, let's first talk, what what is divine frequency? How do you define that? So the divine frequency is really when you can connect to that source energy, your higher self, your your intuition, God, God is creator of all, whatever you call that, that's that source energy, that, that, that energy that gives life and creates right everything is is everything is energy and everything can and energy is creative so whatever you call that force that's what i call tapping into your divine frequency because you can align yourself with that and you can receive messages and you can get guidance and you can direct and create from that place of alignment perfect explanation i love that and you and i talked a little bit before the show about why the frequency conversation, you know, in terms of, you know, and I, and I like that you call it the divine frequency. You know, I, we refer to it as the abstract frequency. That was, those were the words that came to me. And I think a part of it is, is one, it, it allows for different niches, different markets, different, different attractive principles. So, because, because we all kind of go through these phases with our journey where we, we can't hear certain things. Like it really, um, you know, for, for a long period of time, like I couldn't step in a church. I was like, ah, you know, I was like, I can't do it. Like, no, you know? And, um, you know, and I explain it where it's like magnets, you know, as you start to move away from a frequency, the frequency that, that you're moving away from is usually the most abrasive, like the most repellent mm-hmm. because you're closer to it. And so, but as you move further away, it's like, oh, oh, you know, and now it's like, oh, I can see the beauty in it. And, wow. Look at the community that provides for people. And, but I could have for so long. I was like, it was like the devil, you know? And, and, um, and I shared with you how coming out of military and government, you know, how like the goddess conversations and divine feminine and all the stuff and like, ah, like I was cringing, like, no. And, and so my compromise was like playing with the queen archetype. I was like, okay, I can get behind that. There's powerful Queens. Right. Um, 
And of course, it's such a joke because that that archetype also exists within the goddess imagery and the complexity of it, as well as with, I mean, the divine is is the divine is the divine. Like, it's pretty (laughs) all-encompassing. But I couldn't see it or hear it for that. And so, so let's talk with folks a little bit about like how, because I think we also will use that as a justification for our own paralysis or our own resistance. Absolutely. Um, so how can people kind of not do that? So if something like the divine is turning you off, or even if something like the frequency is turning you off because you're deeply embedded in the divine feminine, you don't want to think of anything that's technological or matrixy based, like how, what advice do you have for people as they're navigating those spaces? Okay. And, that, and that's really great. I love the way you explained all of that because it's just so true. <laughs> Some people go, oh my God, you know. Um, so, so here's what I like to point out. Albert Einstein, the most influential physicist of the 20th century, right? He has a quote and he said, there are only two ways to live your life. One, as if nothing is a miracle, or two, as if everything is a miracle. I love it. <laughs> right? So, I mean, this is coming from, you know, a pretty smart guy, a scientist, right? So, uh, so to me, it's like, okay, I'm going to choose to live as if everything is a miracle, and I'm going to teach other people how to do that. So, there, there is science behind everything is energy and everything is connected. I mean, science is now proving this stuff. So it's, it's not all woo, like, you know, like a lot of people get frightened by or think, oh, mm-hmm. it's nonsense, right? But, but there is a science behind it. So if you can just focus on the fact that um, when you can tune into a frequency, the scientific term is the, the signal, right? And it's kind of like when you're tuning into your GPS signal, right? If you can tune into that signal, you're going to get a very clear uh, um, information. It's like when you tune into your radio station, you're going to get a very clear station if you're tuned into the signal. So the resistance is the noise or the static. Science calls it the noise when you're not tuned into a frequency. So it really is just a matter of tuning into a frequency that allows you to get guidance, to get information, to get, you know, that gut feeling when you had, when you have a question of, should I go left or should I go right? And you tap in and you go, oh, no, it's left. And you go. I mean, we've all had those experiences, right? But what happens though is, is when we, when we have this idea that we can tune into this frequency, we can tune into the signal, we can actually get directions, we can actually get guidance, we can actually feel aligned with what it is we want to create. What sometimes happens is, is we get paralyzed because it's so overwhelming or we get worried or we get, you know, we get fearful and that's the resistance. That's what causes the noise. And then you can no mm-hmm. longer, you can no longer get the signal. Absolutely. I love that. Oh, go ahead. I interrupted you. No, that's okay. I mean, just, so it's just a matter of making sure that you can release the resistance around it, which is part of the work that I do with my clients. I help them get rid of the resistance or the noise so they can tune into that signal and actually receive it. Beautiful. And and, and that's such a great description. And it's so funny because I was recently turned on to um, Joseph Benner's work from the early 1900s. And then he, you know, I'm following all these rabbit holes, right? Going back and back and back and back. <laughs> right. and, and I just love the fact that it's like no different. He talks about radios, you know, he's like, if you understand how a radio works, like you're yeah. going to attract to you, like whatever you tap into, whichever frequency you choose to tap into, you're going to collect the information that's on that airwave, if you will. Yeah. And, and it, it was so funny. I was like, 
and again, I think what it's doing is, is breaking down some inherent like biases and stereotypes that I didn't even realize were like buried somewhere in my thought processes <laughs> yeah. because I'm like, they were talking about this in the early 1900s. Like exactly. that was like ancient, you know, I was listening to Neva, like, man, that was probably like in the nineties or something, you know, it's like, oh my gosh, like she did a video on Greece. Uh, she loves the movie Greece. And when she yeah. was doing her hot clothes for kids, she had her little, her outfit, um, she called it her Sandy outfit. She was four Aww. or five at the time. I don't even know. But she was talking about how, you know, Greece was, was back when it was really old, like maybe the <laughs> 80s or something. As I said, or something. It was so cute. Um, <laughs> right. but, it, but, it, but I was doing the same thing with the early 1900s. Like, I don't know what I thought people were thinking about back then, but apparently yeah. I didn't think they were thinking about this. But then I'm like, Tonya, the same stuff is in the Bible. Like, what do you? <laughs> I know, right? Yeah. Anyway. I'm laughing at myself during that whole time, but, but I loved that he brought up this concept of, um, the radio. And I thought it was so brilliant because I'm like, I knew it, you know, like I've been saying this and I knew it and, and you know, and I'll be the first to say, I, I don't come from a science background, but it's like, there, the threads are just undeniable. Like it's, it's just becoming too obvious. Yeah. And I, and it's like, yeah. maybe I'm naive, uh, or I just don't interact a lot with people who wouldn't believe this stuff but you know to me it's like it's commonplace anymore yeah yeah I agree because I think well everybody knows this and then I go out in amongst others and I go oh wait nobody knows this wait a minute <laughs> I have to get busy <laughs> people have to know yeah <laughs> I think that's kind of its own resistance though as an entrepreneur because it's like oh well everybody's talking about this everybody knows this and I constantly remind our clients like your peers are not your market Exactly. Like, that's not why we're gathering everybody together. It's not so that we can look at each other and go, well, shit, you do it then. Like, I don't yeah. have to, you know, or, or, well, they did it first or they're doing it better. Like yeah. the point of gathering everybody together is to recognize who your allies are. But trust mm -hmm. me when I say 99% of the population is not having these conversations. Yeah. It's so wild. Cause you know, like you say, when you do step outside that circle, it's like, whoa. Yeah. It, it's bizarre. I know. What, what, what? Like I, I had a client be like, well, I was talking with this woman and, and I don't remember what it was, but she's just not really convinced that, that we have a spirit or that, that that's real. And I was like, huh? huh? Like, is that a thing? Like, How is that still? Real? I had no idea. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> but it's easy. It's so easy to forget that you, I mean, and, and I love, I love, you know, from a conspiracy theory standpoint, like, Facebook's algorithms and Google's algorithms and everything where you really truly can create and surround yourself with, with the things that you are looking for, that it's easy to think that the representation yeah. that you're seeing yeah. is the whole picture. And it's like, yep. Oh my gosh. Like, and it's so, I love it. I love the overlay and the similarities. Cause it's like, no, we create our projection yep. to see exactly what we want to see, but that doesn't mean that everybody's creating that. Yeah. That same projection, you know? Yeah. Well, at least not intentionally. They're reacting rather than responding, right? Right. So they're creating by default rather than being a deliberate creator. And there's a big, big difference. <laughs> yeah. Well, and I'm like, well, cool. Then they might as well be reacting to my reality. Like, that's right. cool. Like, <laughs> all right. I mean, they're going to react to something, you know? It's like, it's like early on when I got the message that, you know, we're either manipulating an environment or being manipulated by it in every situation, no exceptions. And I'm like, we don't really like the word manipulating, but that, mm. that is exactly what's happening. Like either, right. and I love what you talk about, about your divine frequency, when you can tap into that, like 
that's it. Like that is your source. And, and folks, if you don't know what we're talking about, it's that, and I know all of you have had some experience, no matter how brief it was, no matter how minor, no matter how, how much you want to ignore it, where you felt God, or you felt your highest, or you felt divinity, or you felt mm-hmm. that connection. And it's when you, when you've had that experience and you really truly reflect on it from that place, it is undeniable that that is truth. Right. right. That's it. Like how can, how can you not being able to pay your bills be more true than that? Mm-hmm. But that's, that's what we do, right? We, we, we immediately yeah. go into, well, that's not real life though. And it's like, uh, well, yeah. you well, know, and yeah. And then you undo it because now you've, you've taken, you've taken, you've put up resistance and now you've lost the signal. If you were yeah. just connected to it, the, you know, the other thing about this, if I can just go on a little tangent. Yeah. Um, what I've also, you know, what people don't recognize a lot of times is that you might tune into the signal and you can get some guidance on your next step to take. And it may not look at all like what you expected it to look like. And yet that's where the faith comes in or the trust or the courage to take a step anyway. It's kind of like when you have the flashlight in the dark and you're going down the stairs in the dark and you can only see the next two steps in front of you. You're still going to take those steps, even though you don't know what's at the bottom. Um, and, and it's kind of like that when, you're t- when you tap into your divine frequency and you begin to live from that place, there's a certain courage that's that's required, a certain amount of faith that's required, knowing that your divine frequency is always going to lead you to your highest good. And so even if it doesn't look like you think it ought to look, the destination or the journey of getting there is still for your highest good. And it's still, uh, it's still working out beautifully for you if you'll just trust it. And and I think for entrepreneurs specifically, it's like, it's such a dance. You know, I tell people it's playing 100% all in and playing 100% detached simultaneously. Yes. And it is one of the most difficult roads to walk because, <laughs> well, and especially yes. when we have all these really well-meaning business and marketing coaches and everything else out there. And, and I've talked so many high frequency, high vibrational people off the ledge because they've tried to apply, you know, a lower frequency methodology or um, yeah. process yeah. to this high frequency vision that's extremely guided. And it's like, it's never going to work. And they think something's yeah. wrong with them. And I'm like, you have to stay in alignment with that vision. You have Absolutely. to hold to that frequency. Because if you drop it down to go into judgment or whatever, or mm-hmm. abdication, typically, like mm-hmm. we see it a lot in the, you know, our due diligence work, of, you know, people like, well, why would you pay them $15,000 to do what for you and your business? Like, <laughs> yeah. have they, have they demonstrated any ability to access higher frequencies? No. Well, then it's not going to work. Like, yeah. well, yeah, but they've made millions of dollars. I was like, yeah, add a specific frequency. Like, right. Right. it's not the same thing, you know? So I, in our, in our network, uh, superpower net for our members, I taught a class on manifesting money and it's not like, Oh, how do you draw money to you? It's like, no, it's a frequency. Like, you have yeah. to know, are you below the frequency? Are you at that frequency? Are you above that frequency? Because there's different strategies depending yes. on where you're sitting. Right. You have yeah. to know this, you know? Yeah. It's like, it's like otherwise you're going to be banging your head up against the wall. Yeah, and that's, you know, that, it's, so, it's so interesting, especially with money, because it's like we have this money thermostat, right? When that's the frequency you're at, you have to be able to raise that thermostat and raise up to that frequency in order to, to receive it. Mm-hmm. And, and you're, you're absolutely right. So many people 
make that mistake of following something else that's just not at all in alignment with where they're with where they're vibrating at. Yeah. And most people don't realize that once you once you go higher than, once you're embodying a frequency higher than the mm-hmm. uh, frequency of money, like all bets are off. Like everything changes. Like money has no choice but to then respond to you. But the problem is, is that because most of us use money as a catalyst this lifetime, like we, it is our biggest trigger point. And so we drop right. down every time, like we could be flying high and oh, we do all these healings and we help all these people and da, 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 da. Then all of a sudden something about money triggers us and we drop down into old patterns. And it's like, well, that's not going to work for you anymore. Or, or, you know, people who've had success in business and then all of a sudden they're like, I've done this for 20 years and da, 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 da. Now it's not working. It's like, no, like, like you, 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 you screwed up. You kept evolving. Like (laughs) (laughs) if you wanted to keep doing what you were doing, you should have stayed where you were at. Right. Uh, How dare you evolve? I know, but it's like, that's the game. It's like the process (laughs) that got you there is not going to move you forward. It was designed to get you there, you know? Yes. And and we get, you know, I've, I've angered many a, a psychic and angel communicator and, and channeler and everything else. And I'm like, you know, there's a chance that those angels aren't going to be around forever talking to you. Like, <laughs> or those dead people might just move on. Like, it's, it's like, you gotta let it go, folks. Like, it's, it, yeah. it was just a part of the process. And that goes back to what you were talking about. The end game almost never looks like what we thought. Now, Right. That's where people get all screwed up because they're like, okay, but I have this vision and God gave me like, he told me exactly what to do. And it's like, well, yeah, of course, but there's an evolution to that, you know? So absolutely, no doubt, no doubt my divine told me superpowers. Got it. Understood that those were the marching orders. Right. But, and I can see why, and I can see the whole vision. I can see all this out, but the details of it and how it unfolds and who's involved and all this other stuff, (laughs) I gave up on that a long time ago. Yeah. Well, and, and, you know, we also, we still have free will as well. So, I mean, you know, you, you could still, you still have the choices in there. You still get to create, you still get to, to bring your own unique flavor to all of it. And that's what a lot of other people also don't understand. They, they just say, Oh, well, I've I've got these marching orders. This is what I'm doing. And and I really don't want to do that. I like that. And it's like, okay, you still have free will. You, you get to decide how, how you want to, you know, flavor this. What's, do you want vanilla or do you want, you know, Rocky Road? (laughs) What is it going to be? And I think that's a a big piece for people that they, that they get confused in where their power lies and Mm -hmm. where the divine frequency is. Well, but how do they reconcile that? I mean, that, that's a challenge. Like, like it's great for us to talk about everything else. And and it, it is one of the more challenging things to explain, I think to people. Um, I mean, it's, it's great for you and I to say, we've, we've experienced this, you'll, you'll get through it. Like you really can have this nice balance of, you know, you, but it's, again, it's like, but which you, you know, and, and, and whose will is being done. And I think that the, what you're talking about only comes when you truly can stay connected to your own divine will, because where people get screwed up is they then say, well, but I want to do this and this is what I, and it's like, well, which you though? Yeah. And, and they're connecting with their personality or their lower frequency or whatever. And it's, it's like, yeah, that's, that's not really it. <laughs> like, right, like right. you're missing it just a little bit. Like, but it's, I mean, until you're in it, it's like when people get there, they're like, oh, this is what you meant. Like I have, <laughs> I have clients who call me five years later. They're like, I totally get what you were talking about now. I'm like, 
really? Like we had that whole yeah. conversation. They're like, well, I got it when you said it, but I really get it now. And I'm like, right? oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. yeah Good feedback. <laughs> <laughs> it takes a while for the seed to grow sometimes. Yeah. And, and, and I love it because it's like, okay, cool. Glad it worked, you know, but, <laughs> but, I, but make no mistake, folks, we're not talking like your ego, your personality right. gets to chime in, your lower frequency aspects get to stomp their foot and say, but I want this or I want that. That's so, not the place. Yeah. No. So I would, here's, here's kind of a guideline that I like to use is like, you know, if it's about instant gratification, that's going to be your ego. That's going to be, you know, your lower energy stomping their foot and saying, no, I want this. <laughs> if it speaks to a fulfillment, a, a soul, um, soul fulfilling experience, then I would say you're probably aligned with your divine self. And I, to me, those that's the distinction because I'm going to go for, you got to go for a long, a long term sense of fulfillment um, and the feeling that that's going to give you, rather than you know, gee, I want a million bucks right now because I want to go buy whatever. So the, you know, it is. That's really to me the the difference is is it instant gratification or is it, or is it something that's going to change the world, change your life and change the world and change humanity or be a right. influence in humanity. Well, what's so funny is like with the, the change agents or light workers or, or whoever, however people mm-hmm. want to identify, you know, folks, you have to be really clear too, because we're super uh, sophisticated in our rationalizations. And it's really <laughs> easy for some of these pieces to be like, well, but it is the divine. Look at all the signs. And it was like, uh, maybe it's so, a, I mean, that's when we, when we saw so many of our clients doing that, that's when we implemented the attuning people to their individual resonance. And it's not attuning like Reiki attunement. It's truly like, can you feel this? And I, I mean, I was talking with a client the other day and I, I was pointing, I was like, mm, can you feel the subtle frequency shift? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm like, can you, can you sense it? Cause if you can't, we got to back up a little bit and make sure right. that you've got the instrument to be able to sense this. Cause as you go higher and higher and higher in these frequencies, it gets more and more and more subtle. Like we're talking about extremely subtle shifts. And if we're not careful, you know, our, our egos are, are the, the, the best representation of really sophisticated AI, you know, it's like they learn. <laughs> and so they're going to use your words against you. They're yeah. going to use your processes against you. And they're going to say, oh, well, but did it. And I'm like, well, it sounds really pretty when you say that. And probably <laughs> 99% of the population is going to believe you. I don't believe you, you know, yeah. because your frequency dropped and like, you know, like our poor daughter, you know, can't get away with anything. It's like, first of all, we were both former counter intel agents, but also, <laughs> I know, right? Sorry, kid. You know, it's like, you know, luckily she's kind of on the same passion. So got it, understood. But it, but it's like, you just can't do that. I mean, that's that's we used to teach counter intel agents how to detect congruency from a frequency mm-hmm. standpoint because while it doesn't necessarily always indicate lying, it does mean that there's a discrepancy somewhere. Right. Yeah. You know, and I'm like, people, most people cannot lie energetically. Like they can't do it. Yep. And so I when agree. you can sense those, it's like, and as practitioners, my belief, my bias is that we have a responsibility to attune ourselves to the fact that we can sense higher and higher and higher and higher degrees of subtle discrepancy because that's the work. Yeah, I think you're absolutely right in that because it is it is so subtle and it's so easy to say, oh, that's not real. I'm just going to keep on going with my life mm-hmm. and just oh, oh yeah, override it. And so I see people do that all the time. And yet 
everyone, I think, from I won't say everyone because that's a generalization, but if you ah, say it, <laughs> everyone, everyone, but you know, most people will, if they, if they choose to, they know when they're out of alignment. Uh huh if they choose to, and it can be something, and they may never, ever have heard of frequencies, but they know when they're lying. Yeah. They yeah. know when it, when something is wrong, because they're going to feel it in their heart chakra. I mean, the magnetic field of the heart chakra is really pretty powerful. And when you're not in a lie, yeah. it's going to, you know, I mean, that's another whole topic, but it's, that's, people do feel it if they choose to. Well, I think for sure an aspect of them does. I do think that there is a part of the process that opens people up to even being able to sense it because when people live in constriction for the majority of their existence, how do you know the difference? You know? And and so I do think that you have to, I think there is that awakening. I think that's why the awakening occurs because it's like, we're going to show you something different. And when you've felt expansion, now there's something to compare it to, but most people live in a high degree of constriction day Mm -hmm. in and day out you know? Um, and, and maybe that is the awakening process is solely to go, uh, there's more. Yeah. And, and that's a really good point because habits are, can be very, um, deadening. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. And you're, and you're right on that. Desensitizing. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah. And that's, and I, I do think it's possible. It's, it's so funny. It's reminding me of, um, college. Both of my degrees were in, were interdisciplinary and they built on each other. And so I did, mm-hmm. I wrote a, thesis to to complete my graduate or my bachelor's program and then one for my master's and but it was all around um intergroup relations and social identity theory and stuff like that and I took mm-hmm. the stance of I was always really fascinated with like the m- numerical majority position and specifically as it related to race and so I studied things like how to be a white ally or how to how to teach issues of race to white people because I remember as a grad student I was teaching and I, we had a whole cadre of, of grad students who were teaching, and I was the only white person, which was pretty typical in the studies I was doing. Mm-hmm. And um, I mean, we would get into these heated debates where, where some of the other instructors would be like, these kids, they don't want to learn anything, these students, because it was in a pre- predominantly white subject matter that, that mm-hmm. or it attracted predominantly white students. And they're like, yeah, they don't want to learn this stuff. And I was like, ah, maybe, but I don't know that they even know that they don't know it. Like, like they literally have no paradigm for it. And I had the words for that because I had to go through that process. I'm like, I had no idea. I didn't know it wasn't resistance. You know, I'm like, I literally had no idea and I had to be totally broken apart to know this. And I was like, I, I, I didn't even have a a, a lens to look through. I had no idea. And I think that a lot of times this stuff is the same way. It's like, you know, with the whole, women's movement and the divine feminine stuff for a long time. It was like, well, men just don't want to understand. It's like, maybe, or maybe it's, it's erroneous to even think that that's their lens to hold a look through. And how would they know it if it wasn't through us? You know, how could they see it if, if not through us? And I think that in, you know, as practitioners, like it's easy to talk about people in fear and low frequency and all this other stuff. But, but think back to how most of us got started. Like, I think we can all look back at a point in our existence where maybe we didn't know I, I, always an aspect of us knows, but consciously right. we didn't know. Oh yeah. I totally agree. There's, I mean, there's a lot of things. And even now, I mean, there's still so much that I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. It's a, it's a constant process for sure. It's always up leveling and always learning something new. Absolutely. Uh, 
Beautiful. Well, let, let's leave folks with one last piece of advice um, as they've list, listened to us and been energized by it. And they're like, yes, yes, yes. I want to live in that divine frequency. What, what, just give them a couple steps or something that they can do today now that, that can start them more thoroughly on that road or expand the road that they're already on. So, and that's really good. Thank you. Um, the, the thing that I really want to leave people with is that, you know, you have access to it. You And the biggest or the easiest way to access it is, one, to be conscious of the words you're using. You know, don't use negative words. Um, there are a lot of words that you could take out of your language, and I can't go into all of them right now. But if for the, one of the biggest words that, that is uh, such detrimental to you to you creating and tuning in is the word should if you could take the word should out of your vocabulary and replace it with could that opens you up to possibility and choice and being able to tap into that frequency just by saying i could do that if i chose if i chose to um that is that's that's like a, a big thing and the and the other thing is just to recognize that you deserve to be able to tap into this when you quiet your mind, when you go within, and I know, you know, meditation is very, very trending right now because it's so powerful. (laughs) Just quiet your mind for, you know, just a few minutes. It doesn't have to be a long time and really listen to what that divine frequency is wanting to give to you. You can do it. You have access to it and it doesn't take much. Just, you know, Mm. just quiet your mind long enough to do that because when you do do that, then you have access. You have access to all the magic that is there for you. It's kind of like, you know, um, Glendon, the Wizard of Oz, right? <laughs> You've always had the power, my dear. <laughs> You've had the power all along. Right? It's like, well, damn it. You could have just right? told me. <laughs> exactly. Oh, I love it. I love it. Well, we've been talking today with Jacqueline Gertz about spiritual awakening through your divine frequency. Jacqueline, let's remind people one more time where they can go to find out more about you. Absolutely. You can go check out my website. It's www.jacquelinegertz. And the spelling will be on the page. I know it's kind of difficult, but it's jacquelinegertz.com. Perfect. Indeed, we will, we will have a link for that. And um, thank you so much. Uh, you're delightful. And I love knowing you're out there in the world doing what you're doing. And um, I honor you and your journey and, and how you assist others. So thank you. Thank you so much, Tanya. It's been a pleasure. And uh, I'm so grateful for having this opportunity to speak with you and your audience. So thank you so much. Absolutely. And to all of you out there, as always, we appreciate your loyalty. Thank you for listening. Until next time, go out, uncover your superpowers, and change the world. Take care, everyone. Are you ready to discover your superpowers? Go now to superpowerexperts.com and discover your superpowers today.